like to turn you to the back page of your, of your bulletin, to the two questions of Lord's Day number 18 of the Heidelberg Catechism. <clears throat> I'd like to ask you to respond with the answer as I pose the question. What benefit do we receive from Christ's ascension into heaven? First, that he is our advocate in the presence of his Father in heaven. Second, that we have our flesh in heaven as a sure pledge that he as the head will also take us, his members, up to himself. Third, that he sends us his spirit as an earnest by whose power we seek those things which are above, where Christ sits at the right hand of God and not the things of the earth. Why is it added and sits at the right hand of God? Because Christ descended into heaven for this end, that he might there appear as the head of his church by whom the Father governs all things. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, My little children, these things I write to you that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the whole world. Why did Jesus ascend to heaven? To sit before the Father and to say that his job now, sitting at the right hand of the Father, is to be our lawyer. Our lawyer. I suppose you could look at it this way. It's helpful to me at least. If you had to go to court and you went into court and you sat down with your lawyer uh, and uh, the bailiff came in and said, all rise. And so everybody stood up and uh, the judge came in and he looked at your lawyer and he said, hi son, how are you today? You'd probably think you had it made. I wanna instruct you, however, that that's not what happens. What happens is that you are sitting there with your lawyer and the bailiff comes in and says, all rise. And your lawyer gets up and takes the bench as the judge because that's what Jesus is doing there. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father so that he has the position to be our advocate, our lawyer in the presence of his Father in heaven. In John chapter 14, In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. If Jesus Christ is the head of his church, what's connected to your head? The rest of your body. And so the image that's being used is if Jesus Christ is there and he's the head and we're the body, where are we? where the head is. We're sitting there beside the Father. How do we get to sit beside the Father? Well, our lawyer has gone to the Father and has said, I paid for those sins that he committed. Therefore, he has no guilt. Therefore, he is welcome in our presence and he stays in our presence. 
so we are in heaven. That's what's being said to us. That's what the catechism is trying to tell us. We have our flesh in heaven as a pledge, a sure pledge, that he as the head will also take us, his members, up to himself. A sure pledge. Because the head doesn't go where the body doesn't go. The head always takes it along. So we are taken along with him into glory. In verse 16 of chapter 14 of John, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth. He sends us his spirit as an earnest. What's an earnest? A guarantee, a down payment. So a down payment of our acceptance into the Father's presence is the Holy Spirit's dwelling in our lives. According to 1 Corinthians 6, he dwells in us, he rules in us, he cares for us. So we're being told that the Holy Spirit in our lives is a demonstration to us, a guarantee, a down payment of what heaven is like. Third, he sends us that spirit by whose power we seek those things which are above where Christ sits at the right hand of God. So now we have that set before us. In Colossians chapter 4, Colossians 3 verse 1, excuse me. If you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. If your head is in heaven and therefore your body is with him, if he is your advocate who has paid the penalty for your sins and had them declared forgiven, and if he sits at the right hand of God uh, and has sent you his spirit to guarantee that you will be there, then what ought you to do? And here it is. Seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Not a reputation here. Not even a whole clan here. Seek those things which are above where God is and what God has said and what God has called us to be and what by his spirit working in us is beginning to happen. Those are the things we should be looking for. Not riches here, not reputation here, but the work of the Holy Spirit building us up and causing us to serve him. In John chapter 5, verse 22, the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. Remember what I said about your lawyer getting up and taking the bench? That's his position. Uh, in the concept of the old days, I suppose I could say it, uh, what you have is the prime minister sat at the right hand of the king. And the king said, today I want to do this. And he turned to the prime minister and said, make it happen. So that the king's will was administered by the prime minister, the one sitting at his right hand, which is where we get the idea of a right-hand man. So what we have is, we're being told, 
is that Christ is there at the right hand of God, and he is the one that the, God, that the Father says, judge this. So the Father has appointed him to be the judge that takes, stands up and takes the bench when we are called to account. Not only in the final judgment, but when Satan accuses us. So the Holy Spirit is in us, and the Son is the judge. And so the Father, having committed the Son and given us the Holy Spirit, is working in us and with us. And that's our confidence. Confidence.